Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Wow. Oh, it's good to see your face. I feel like a lot of podcasts, and I'll stop it there, you two, don't uh, open properly. And thank you. And and Ellen shouldn't be the only one that has dance parties. Um, it's really true. Or workout. I appreciated the, the music, the, the move. Yeah, look at that. Falcone hits that pretty hard, guys. <laughs> Oh man, I had a. He just plays a sports game. He's on this like a sports game, which I don't know how he does that while he's moving. I would be like so seasick. He just, I don't know if he's playing like Madden or is that like 100 years old, but he's playing something. And then I think after each time, he just told me, and I think this has been going on for a while. He's like, yeah, that every time I finish playing and he works out every day, he goes, then I send out. Uh, a video to a bunch of his friends where he does like a pre pre game interview <laughs> and like Steve Mallory also ask questions. Like he plays reporter and I'm like, what, how long has this been going on? He's like, uh, like six months, seven months, That's... like every day. He's like, yeah, every day. It's like, like when you say, I wonder. <laughs> it's like when, uh, in uh, I think it was this is forty right when Paul Rudd has the secret fantasy football league, remember? And Leslie oh comes God. over and she catches him, and that she's like, that, "Isn't that always when he's at, in the bathroom?" Yeah, he's in the bathroom. But then, then there's a big scene of him downstairs at a basement. Remember, she goes over to the house because he thought he was scouting a band, and that's where Paul Feig had his great couple lines where I think he goes, "Paul's always good for a cup like." Uh, you know, just a sniper with a couple lines in a film. And I think he said to Paul, yeah. I think Leslie pulled Paul out and he goes, don't let your, the door hit your vagina on the way out. And I was like, I bet he did that in one take. <laughs> I forgot Lashley. about that line. Oh God. Do you even, Oh Feig. Oh, Feig do you, have you been uh, following his IG live uh, drink parties? His drink party and his dancing is like, um, <laughs> If that's not the cure for so much, so much of the sourness in the world, pandemic aside, I'm like, just for people's like, God, people are just pissed and crazy and angry. And I'm like, guys, look at Paul Feig. He's just dancing every day with no other motive. One, he does love to dance. We know this firsthand and he's a good dancer. Yes. But also just because it's like, maybe this will lighten people up. Like talk about like a big, Heart. I know it's silly and stupid, but like 
if if I've never known a time when uh, we don't need silly and stupid. Like now, it's like comedy is like should be required. It's like essential. Not meaning like because we happen to do it, but just like holy God, we can't. Oh, yeah. We can only take so much darkness. It's an extra. I'm pretty sure we're full up. <laughs> yeah, we have reached our peak, and that's probably why. I mean, somebody said to me the other day, they were like, yeah, comedy and entertainment entertainers are, are, are truly like, they're like, it was a friend of mine who, this is the same friend, keep in mind who like, you know, my like fifth time doing standup gave me notes. <laughs> I was like, so he's, but he's like, he's that like, there's that, yeah, that guy, we know that guy. And he's like, he's like, dude, there's extra pressure on you guys now to uh, really keep the world a happy place. I'm like, I mean, you know, like that's one way to look at it, but like, I was like, there's maybe more, you're seeking it out more for sure. I was like, so maybe there is more pressure on there to be more content out there. But um, did you what does he do? What's that? What's your friend do? Oh, he's my dad. What's his but I think, I think we're, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 that's uh, it's my friend. He's in real estate. And uh, it's so funny. Cause I try to jokingly give him notes about real estate one time in a funny but I try to be real subtle with it where like I asked him a question and he gave me uh, a real answer. And then I just subtly tried to do what he did to me and see if he'd pick up on it. And he didn't. And he was like, he's like, dude, I love that you're taking an interest in my work, but like, it's like, I, I don't think you know where you're coming from. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. My God. I was like, yeah. Remember my That's fifth time doing stand up when you told me to slow down and say the word weed more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we give you a pacing note? Yeah. Slow down? Yeah, I think he gave oh. me a line read too. Oh. How many times <laughs> does that guy say on sweet in a day, though? On sweet, on sweet, on sweet, on sweet. It's like everybody knows it. Everybody knows what he means. Yeah. yeah. We're all. <laughs> yeah. We got we're, it. We're, <laughs> wait, is it already 2021 in Australia? I'm in the future. I, it's. It's the new year here. Uh, are you still here in Australia? Well, we are. Uh, I'm in Arizona right now. You are. Yeah. I didn't even get to see you while you were here. I know, but that's, that's, that's a total rip off. The one day you came to Byron, I was like, on like we worked. We had two sets because we like we never went anywhere else, and like literally you were like so there's no reception so when <laughs> yeah, you say yeah. it's spotty by spotty do you mean um i need like a i need to get like a satellite phone is if i'm in like the alps the the hills of of uh iran like just so remote <laughs> they're like yeah pretty spotty and they just kept saying sweetly it's pretty so is there a spot that's better and they're like i don't know but if you find it will you let us know i'm like yep yeah, I will. I'll do that. There was no spot. There was. Wait, I never found the spot. And so Byron, hey, a lot of guys still can't find the spot, and that's called jokes. So, but bingo, just slow. Hey, that's what she said. Oh, it keeps the gift that keeps giving. I'm Wait. sweet. I'm sweet. Is he, am I? Uh, by the way, my I, most blue. I've just been told my is my audio a little choppy on your end. No. Okay. Okay. Good. I just so Ben has this set up, and literally the computer itself is shadowing my face. So oh, you look great. My, forehead, my enormous forehead uh, is well lit, and then from the eyebrow down, it's just um, a terror dome. 
You look great. Are you enjoying the uh, Australia? I mean, look, I think you gave me a little bit of a heads up before I came down for just how <laughs> awesome it was to like live, you know, uh, somewhat normal without a mask, able to walk into a bar and not feel like a ninja. A, just walk into a bar. Um, but uh, did you love it here when you were here? Oh, I the quarantine. You know, I think my experience, I don't know what your guys' was like. You you guys were all together, right? The fam? Okay. It was the family and then like three three more people. And we, okay. were, they traveled together. So they literally gave us like a hallway with rooms. They put up a fake door like in a play. Like it literally at the end of the <laughs> corridor. They put up a fake wall with a locked door. And we That's were like, fun. oh, what do you do? And they're like, you don't cross this door ever. We'll let you know when your food's out. They Ooh. threw a, they threw like an old, by the way, I loved every minute of it. They put an old vacuum in the hallway. So they're like, yeah, if you want a vacuum. So now I can officially say I vacuumed like, uh, like seven rooms of a hotel, which took a minute. <laughs> and you did your own sheets and everything you did. You did everything. Cause they were like, we don't come out. And you would just, you could open the door and like take the tray and like wheel the cart in. And then that's all you could do. But the first time I opened it, I opened the door and I was like, oh, you know, I, I think maybe somebody will be out there because Australia is not playing around. Yeah. Delightfully. I opened the door and there's two, because it's all military, as you know, there's two army people with full like tactical gear on and full like assault rifles. And I'm like, <laughs> just grabbing my spaghetti. I'm so sorry. I don't want to startle you. Like, I, I get super the gun is too much. I, I know. I was like, I can guarantee you, you don't need that gun to take this down. Getting like, one could tub of marinara and then I'm right back inside. <laughs> I was so freaked out. And then one time Viv, uh, my 13 year old went out to like put the, put the dirty dishes back out on the trolley. And she said she opened it and had the same thing. and was like, <gasps> and somebody turned around she goes, I was in trouble. And I guess this woman goes in full, like really scary garb was like, you look just like your mother. And she was like, yes, yes, I, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We just shut the door. Oh we made like obstacle horses in the hallway because there's no one else there. Cause you can't. So it was like a haunted hotel and how it felt. So we made like, we played weird, like dodgeball in the hallways. We like so jealous. Wait, how tempted were you to do like sitcom entrances with that fake door? That's exactly where my head goes. You're saying it, you're saying it like we didn't do that in and out, <laughs> in and out the doors. And then we put up signs. There was like the sunset room, the cabana room. Like they were all the exact same little room. Oh, you but really made it sign. fun. Yeah. And we would leave one tiny room and Ben and I every day at like 501 we're like we should probably have a scotch so we would go to the sunset room and sit there and like look out at the water in sydney and i was like i was just so glad to be somewhere where like you felt safe it's yes like i'm so grateful to australia i wish christ almighty i'm rooting for us but yeah we're not thriving in the states no. right now and people should know you having a scotch room isn't completely out of the ordinary because I will say as a uh, frequent attendee of your holiday parties that uh, the scotch room is 
just a really sweet treasure to find sober. If you stumble in there with Bette Midler's husband, yikes, <laughs> abort moment. <laughs> I that's, took, why, that's why you have all the scotch, because then you're like, no, it doesn't matter. Oh, I can I tell you something that I've never had a cooler moment like being there. I think that was the first year I went and it was just I think we've talked about this before that that party ended with uh, a bunny, the bunny hop with me, you, Michael McDonald and Christina Aguilera, uh, which was just like a crazy NyQuil dream that I ended on the bunny hop. And then you guys fell over and then started, I think. You and then you were on top of Christina going like this, and then Michael. No, I she, no I'm sure that I was the. I, I believe I fell over, and then oh, yes. she was like, "Oh, I tried you," <laughs> and that's when you know that like you're about an hour and a half past when every, every you should be like in night night time. Oh yeah. And then the video where she's just literally sitting on me, um, just doing like a fake lasso, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll take you across the floor," yeah. and I'm just parting. <laughs> Christina Aguilera around. And I was like, well, that's, you don't get to say that every day. No. I remember Mike in Mike McDonald in classic, just boozy Mike fashion looks at me and just goes, Oh, you love it. Don't you? (laughs) (laughs) You He's coming here. Yes. We had zoom. We had zoom drinks uh, maybe a week ago. And I am so jealous a, that you get to be spend as much time with him. We literally start talking we look at each other. We're like, just like this. We're like, oh, it's just so great to see one another. And then he goes, so um, how was Australia? And I go, Mike, I go, I got to be honest. And before I even get on a sentence, he just goes. Pretends <laughs> 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 to like fall asleep. And then we just got way too hammered. But so he's OK. So you guys sold a show to Netflix. You're doing 16 eps. And. We so Ben wrote a show. He's written like two shows in quarantine because he's wonderfully Jesus. crazy. Um, and he's he we it's called God's Favorite Idiot, and it's based on he wrote a novel when he was like twenty four. I was like, you know what I was doing at twenty four? I was like in the ball pit at the Palladium in New York <laughs> City with like four gay guys, hoping maybe one of them would be interested in me, which never, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what I was doing at 24. And Ben's like, I wrote this novel at 24 called God's Favorite Idiot. And he always says it's terrible and it was awful. He goes, but it's the same premise of like this very, very average person being chosen by God to try to like write the world and make people kind of believe again, not mm. even so much believe in religion, but just believe in like goodness and stuff. You know, it's, there's kind of amazing lines in it where it's just like, well, which religion's right. And it's, he just has God being like, Oh honey, they're all right. And they're all wrong. <laughs> like it, it, none of it matter. Like yeah. it's just so kind of perfectly been to, but we sold, he sold, uh, ended up selling two seasons to Netflix. And so we're going to do, and we were going to shoot it in LA, but I'm like, I right now I don't want to go to the epicenter of the garbage fire. No respect. I love I love my LA, but yes, not right now. Also, so we're gonna stay shoot it. And you, that's incredible. And you, I think when we uh, when I was getting ready to come out, you had been out there already doing a movie, right? So that was a series for Hulu. Oh, dope. Yeah, which was so so super fun. Like also just to be able to, I mean, you just did it to come here to work and and like you feel, you feel safe and everyone, all the protocols still in place. Although 
I'm in a place where there's no COVID. I mean, there's none. I almost feel like for a while, like when people were like, how is it when we first moved here? I was like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's, you know, it's whatever. And they're like, is it amazing? I'm like, it's amazing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I felt, Oh yeah. I had, such, uh, I had such guilt over it, but now I'm just like, I had no problem. Did you have a, uh, low, um, did you enjoy the break for a little bit? And then there was a, was there a point when it turned where you were like, man, I would love to work again. And I know for comics, like there's a shared sentiment of like missing the nitty gritty of traveling or a Sunday night show that usually blows or, you know what I'm saying? Was, <laughs> was there that, uh, was there that like moment where it switched where you're like, I'm ready and I will welcome all the distress that comes with it. Totally. I mean, yes and no. Cause I, I mean, I, I love to work. Yeah. So it's like, you really I mean, do. I'm always like, I'm, I'm going to take seven, a year off. And within the week, I'm like, Ooh, I think, I think I'm double booked. Like, but I love it. Like when I read a part, like I never thought I'd get to work all the time. So I still am always like by next March, I'm going to be unhirable. I just always assume. It's so funny uh, you say I, that. And then you just keep <laughs> like, I remember you said that on maybe it was spy or something when we were in Budapest and you were like, enjoy it, kid. This is the last time any of us are coming to the pest with a resume. And I was like, Jesus, that's a little dark. It's my second day. Uh, no, but you're so like, you I'm know. not negative. I just, no, because I, I think very I, humble. I feel like, I really mean this and I'm sure people, I'm sure people just think I'm nuts, but I, every time Ben and I drive onto set, we're literally like, I remember the first time we paid for our own, we made a short. This is before, before we, we'd even done bridesmaids and we were like, it'll be like our film school. It was the long, it was way too long for a short and way too short for a feature. It was just poorly done. It's, <laughs> it's funny, but it's poorly done. But it's where we learned everything. And I remember we pulled on to somehow we'd like wrangled the deal that we were getting to shoot at Warner Brothers, like on a weekend, like on a Sunday. Oof. And we pulled on and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't think there'd be people here. And he goes, I remember Ben saying, oh, my God, I think that's our crew. And we both just sat in the car and we're like, oh, my God, wait a minute. Is are people really here to we wrote a funny thing, we hope, but now there's actually professional people here to do it. And like, we were so rattled by the visual. And I think we still, every time we pull onto a set and we've just finished our, I think, fifth thing going into our sixth. Every time we pull onto set, I'm just like, I can't, I can't believe that this is happening. Like, it just seems like a fever dream every single time. Where does that come from? Just a true zest for like, you know, the, uh, the, the project. I mean, obviously it's you're, you always, uh, and in anything you do, uh, both you guys have such a fun approach and take on it. And, and I feel like if it's not fun, like at the forefront for you guys, then why, right? Like, why are we doing it? Yeah. It's a lot of time away from your family, a lot of time slammed together with other people that if you don't love what it is, if you don't love who you're doing it with. I also think that always shows up. I know people say like, oh, these two people hated each other, but the chemistry, I'm like, I think you can usually tell like if people oh, yeah. are like, boy, there's something weird about those two. So 
I think it's, I mean, it's it's like, if you really look at it, if you had to describe to somebody what you and I get to do, if it was like an alien comes down, it's, it's not like I help sick people get better. It's like, well, uh, we pretend to be other people <laughs> in, in false, sometimes, sometimes real scenarios that we're reenacting, or sure. sometimes it's just a made up scenario and I'm a made up person, but I'm pretending to, like, if you actually lay it down, you're already like, this should not come <laughs> with any kind of paycheck. This should be like, she yeah. thinks she's pretending. I mean, it's like I play make believe like we play make believe and, and you tell jokes like you do both. And like, that's our jobs. Like, I'm no. always just like, when is this scam going to when's somebody going to be like, ma'am, we need you to leave. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the aliens are just creeped out by our weird profession choice. And they're like, we're going to take the guy who runs the cheesecake factory. He's more stable. Fair yeah. enough. They would seem anybody Cheesecake Factory related. They'll be like, that, now that's a product. I don't know what the hell these two are doing. <laughs> Did you yeah. see the menu? <laughs> we just, they just eat us. We're ground up. <laughs> In seconds, we're ground up and eaten. Like, Did- with that, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody there, but there's somebody there. And I see you. Hey, guys, comedian Adam Ray here. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episode, and I hope you're doing okay. It's a crazy, crazy time right now. And if you're a little uneasy, I get that. And I've also got the answer. Koi CBD. Say it with me. Koi CBD. Feels good. And it does feel good because I use all their products. I've been fucking with the fellas at Koi CBD since my circumcision. And I'll tell you this much. They're the best in the game, okay? Gummies, bath bombs, tinctures, joints, creams, oils. They got stuff for pets. Koi CBD has been giving the people what they need to feel better, to mellow out, to go to sleep right, to take away the aches and pains with the creams and oils, the bath bombs, make bathing just the best thing ever. You get a little a little radiation high from the from the bombs. I don't know what's in it, but fucking goodness and, and just all sorts of, it's amazing, okay? It feels like drugs. And it's not, because it's CBD. So, if you want to get these amazing products, and I know you do, because they got the Adam Ray stamp of approval, go to KoiCBD.com and put in the code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. KoiCBD.com, the promo code ALN15, get 15% off your first order. Do it today and start living and feeling the right way. And now, back to the episode. Uh, First of all, super intelligence is so fucking good. You're just like... And it's another movie where you uh, you really like your chops, man. Like, again, like seen it so many times in St. Vincent and uh, just um, I'm forgetting the name of the one um, with uh, the gal who uh, with the books. Um, oh, can you ever forgive me? Oh, man. Like bonkers huh. performance. But like you just are uh, like you, Robin Williams, like to me the heart and the comedy to do it in the same moment always where it's just, you always feel like you could go get pulled in either direction. And then you go, you're just also invested in the character because it's a person right out of the gate and then can be so silly. Like you're just setting it up. Uh, and then that, you know, it's so you're on board and then the beanbag chair scene in the uh, office is so fucking like, you can't fake, like you can't, that's not just an easy home run. You got to be good at. I'm watching it with Amanda, or, and I'm just or like very, very on 
awkward or just yes. naturally awkward. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like that's even just a comedy slip out of a bag. Come on. That's anyway, it was uh it was great. And uh, um and I know it was uh the dream team again with uh with Benny directing and Mallory writing, right? Did you guys yeah. How much did you have involved in the story? Because it is a pretty crazy concept as far as, um, you know, the, uh, the technology yeah, well, kind of taking over. You know what? It's kind of not. That's what's the freaky part. Yeah. Uh, Steve Mallory's sister works for, um, works for Microsoft in the AI technology. Oh, cool. And so that's where this all came from because it's like that's what they're working on. And then we had another fever dream. We went and had lunch with uh, Mallory Ben and I went and had lunch with Elon Musk. Who? Like the I know who was. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. I was like, that's not really happening, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm like, he's not going to like sit with. Doesn't he have like rockets? Like, and so we went to his rocket spaceship building thing. Went all through it. Went to the the boring company and like. I took like a weird cinder block home from there. I I asked for it. I didn't steal it. (laughs) We had lunch with him because we wanted to, we wanted to know, like, do you find this plausible? And he literally had like two phones going at all times, which I'm like, God, I would love to know, like, yeah, what, what's going on. Dude, you know, one is fantasy football and one is like contacting with the aliens being like, apparently the cheesecake factory added Um, items. Yes, I think it, like he, it all made sense, but he just stopped when Mal, like we were like, bottom line, the, you know, the, the story that we've written, we want it to, yes, it's a fictional story, but like, is it plausible? And he's like, he just stops and he's like, no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely plausible. Like we're build we're building it. We're building it and there's no regulations on it. Of course it's going to, and he said, the only thing, it will probably not, uh, it won't be one computer that'll work as a system because the only thing that uh, that will prevent them from doing it is you can only go as fast as fiber as, as the, what did he say? He said something as it, the transport system can only go so fast. And then I got a full sweat because I'm like, I'm going to try to say something smart. And I was like, is that referring to fiber optics? Are you on? And he just looked at me, he goes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And literally I was like, you know, full flop sweat. I was like, okay, that's all I need. And, uh, and he's like, it also depends on what the computer was originally programmed for. So if it's like a learning tool or a helpful thing, but if a, like a, a device that's programmed for war or destruction, or like this machine is meant to destroy uh, a one acre thing of woods, if that becomes, um, awake, you know, if that, if that becomes uh, coherent and uh, lack of a better word, it could destroy like every tree in the world. Like it, it depends on their original kernel. And I was like, we left there just like Mallory, we love the story, but like, holy shit. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And he, uh, yeah. And, and Elon Musk was just like, yeah, of course it's. Hey, it's you not, fucking it's, idiot. Yeah. This is happening. And it is happening. You're like, we're like, Ugh. uh, uh, was James Corden the first pick for the um, the AI voice? Because that seemed like a pretty dope. Or what? I mean, he crushed it. It's like the yes, because he can. I was like, who can say 
really cutting things and still be funny. Cause that's such a weird thing. If you're being like, Oh my God, get in the get Like you're so awkward looking. I'm like, if it comes off actually mean it won't work. And I was like, and who's, whose voice is so known? I'm like, it should be. Cause we really like the thought of it's smart enough to know how to play me. Yeah. And I was like, it's Corden. Yeah. And like, we couldn't believe that he did it, but it was so fun. He's such a good guy. Yeah. I'll- that's awesome to hear. He feels like the best. And also just, I mean, a soft British voice is like coming through any, you know, whether it's Alexa, Siri, whoever. Yeah. It um, just seems better. It's just more pleasant. Yeah, it is. There's, um, w- would, uh, now do you have like a set voice for your, you know, things? Like, do you have like the, I don't know, the Morgan Freeman or the, the, do you, you know, who do right, you? Right now we have Sam Jackson. <laughs> who every once in a while, my kid, and it's like, Sam, play the blah, blah, blah. And he's like, sure thing. Also, it's like, if you say, Sam, give me, give me a joke. It's always, usually it's always involves like a couple, a couple F-bombs. So yeah. my girls are always like, Sam, tell me a joke. And he's like, motherfucker. And they're like, oh, so now I'm like, great, great. Oh, but yeah. I kind of, weirdly, I am, I think, I, I don't think I'm not supposed to say Maybe I will. Maybe I'll be destroyed. We can cut it out if it's okay. too uh, Weirdly, with my nasal Chicago voice, I'm the, to my kids' horror, I'm going to be the voice of Alexa or an option. <laughs> I was kind of building to that because I was like, I feel you're at Alexa level. What is the holdup? <laughs> uh, I was doing it all through quarantine. I was like sitting in a little room that we'd stuffed like literally with like 80 pillows. So like homemade. Yeah. And the process for it, because I'm like, of course, you can't say anything. You know that they build the sentences like so if, it's, if you tell a story, it's your story. But like. I was like, I just don't understand that. And I was on with some like amazing, brilliant person that I'm like, so you built the algorithm or whatever you call it that allows this to every time we ask it answers and it makes sense. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He was in like, I think he was in, maybe he was in Poland or Berlin. And so it was just weeks and weeks and weeks. I still have some left. Sometimes you'd be saying sentences and other times it would just be like, there he went, he went there, he went there, he went there. And they're like, now put the emphasis. He went like, there like a BT comic. Oh. <laughs> but it it got to the point and then, and then out of nowhere, it would be long chunks, like big chunks of dialogue. And you had like, we would go through like, we'd go through like 700 things in like four hours. And sometimes they're paragraphs and you can't stop. You have to say it in one. And all of a sudden we got to one section and it was like, you know, it was like genital warts or, but I'm like, what, why am I, wait, you can't, what am I saying? The nearest location for testing for genital warts is (laughs) 2.3 miles away, Greg. I took some pictures. I just kept taking pictures of the screen because as fast as it would come up, you try to get on a rhythm. So it was like, you were just saying, but sometimes it would be like, it would be like seven, you know, Chinese names and, and medical terminology. And I'm like, what? And they're like, <laughs> if, you cannot, if you cannot pause, if you can just say it as casually as possible, I'm like, I, I, I can't. I just, I, okay. Wait, so but you're literally, so you're saying like, I mean, is it every, 
everything someone can ask and everything like, is it all the fa- like, or is it, I mean, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it's like the Sam Jackson thing. If you were like, make my voice me or Melissa, uh, then it's like, I, I do all the stuff and you just refer to me as, as me. Oh man. Which so is so weird. My kids are like, Oh, you're going to, are you going to be Alexa? I'm like, I'm going to wake you up every morning. They're like, I'm going to change. I'm going to keep Sam. They're like, we're going to keep Sam and not use your voice. I was like, wait, now hey. would they get a kick? Would they get a kick out of uh, having a joke be told and have you curse? Or is it, or is it not cool if, if mom and dad curse? Well, I think we're getting more. I think the quarantines <laughs> yesterday, I was showing, I have a problem with going down Pinterest and finding like very strange, um, I'll say innovations, products. Ooh, yes. I really love it. There's like a ruffled face mask that you put on when you're eating ramen so you don't splash yourself. I'm like, how aggressively is someone eating soup? <laughs> and I was showing something really weird like that to Ben. There's also a pair of pants that like a guy keeps stabbing his own legs. He's like, these are such rough man pants. I can't even get a blade through it. I'm like, why the fuck are you? Are you stabbing your own thigh? What do it's you like need? A pant. He really, it's in the ad. He's like, stab, 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 stab. Tired, like of, a- tired of stabbing yourself in the leg for no goddamn reason and having blood still come out. <laughs> I got these stab proof pants. You're like, that's what I was like. Who is this really a void in the market that we needed to fill? But I was showing something super weird to Ben. I'll find it later. I'll send oh, yeah. it to you. Yes. And literally, Georgie's standing there with us, and Ben just goes, Oh, fuck. And that was like the first. And I looked at him and he goes, I'm sorry, Georgie. It's like, it was the first just totally casual, didn't even slip out. He was just, I was also showing him like visually something very bizarre. And he just dropped an F-bomb and Georgie was just like, "Uh, I've heard it before. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't usually swear. Like the rule is we do not swear in the house. uh, That's a good rule. I mean, it's, you know, I... uh... I feel like there's, again, like there's so much they can see in here and you, you know, yeah, it's like control what you can control, right? Like this is coming from a non-parent, just fun uncle who's like, hey, you know, you know, you're going to learn the F-bomb anyway. Here's how you spill the cool version. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, I definitely try to really, although my brother-in-law is a rapper. So my six-year-old nephew definitely knows most of his songs. Um <laughs> which is hilarious when you're a little buzzed, (laughs) but um, you guys did something recently, you and Ben on your Instagram that I no joke have watched probably 30 times. God, the, the audition, your audition for a Marvel movie. First of all, great landscape. The opening shot. I'm just like, Oh, this is the perfect place to have a cocktail. I'm going to assume cocktails were involved. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not going to correct you. (laughs) (laughs) You, oh my God. I was like, the thing has millions of views and you guys are just so fucking funny together. But so you're pitching basically, if people haven't seen, you're pitching to be in the, is it the Marvel movie that's filming currently with Hemsworth? No, it's not. It hasn't started, but they're about to start shooting Thor, which like our family loves. And I love like Chris and like I think Taika is... Such Did you guys get really cool on Ghostbusters? He's awesome. Like, yeah. damn it. He, like, did you get to meet him? Uh, no, I was he, hoping he, I could smell him at the premiere, but I think he got out a little early. 
but he's awesome. He's like super funny. Yeah. He's such a nice guy, but like they're all here now. So we're probably going to like try to see them, but I, we were just kidding around, but I, we were like, we're here. And I was like, we're local hires. We should make sure they know. So it started as a that, joke. That's the part I loved and, because that is the real thing where pla- places are like, I've, uh, totally. I've flown myself to places for jobs because it was like, we're just not, we got people here. And I'm like, I don't want that to not be the reason. And that's, so when you were like, we're here already. <laughs> like, At two drinks in, I'm like, this is the greatest business idea I've ever had. Uh, and it's not over. Cause then like, uh, Ben got a call and I didn't. And I was like, oh yeah. So is there going to be a second audition from me? <laughs> there sure is. I was like, I'm not letting this go. So I may be building, I don't want to give it away, but the second one may involve a costume. Oh my God. The fact that you were like, I will prepare a monologue or I have prepared a monologue, I think, right? Something from, Both, I think, it was it a, uh, I think it was, you said it was a monologue that you used to do in high school, right? Or that you've oh, been no, doing? Like acting class when they yeah. said, bring in something in my first acting class in New York, he's like, bring in something that you would actually audition for. That's something that's in your, you know, realm. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And I brought in Trip to Bountiful, which is literally, I did the Geraldine Page part, which is a story about a woman in her late 80s. It's it's literally about you're at the end of your life. I was 20 <laughs> at the time. And he was like, wait, you're reading the Geraldine Page part? And I was like, I really connect to it. And he's like, we're never going to play this. And I'm like, I could get a wig. I could do prosthetics. And he was like, Oh God, you're not kidding. And I'm like, I'm not. And he's like, please bring in something more, more suitable for your age. And I think the next time I brought something up, it was still for like someone in like late into their sixties. And he's like, what's, what's happening. And I'm like, that's how I see myself. (laughs) I was 20. I was like, Uh. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, is, um, uh, are you good for about 15 more minutes? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Ursula, that was announced. That's crazy. That's are crazy. you, th- are, you have so many things happening that I'm like, do you even think, do you just wake up one day and go, oh yeah, I'm about to like, that's bonkers. It's bon- It's all bonkers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like, Sometimes it's like, I almost forget, you know, you do that. Like if, when you finish one, then you, you go so fully into the next one that you forget, but yeah. Did you send a tape for this? What? No, I should have. I'm going to start just pre-auditioning for everything. Well, let's be honest. The self tape is the new, it's going to be the way of the world. I feel like for a little bit. Right. So maybe just go back to auditioning in rooms. Like Uh, I'm also like, are you going to drive across town for a meeting again? I'm like, I'm not like, (laughs) This works great. Oh yeah. By the way, this works amazingly well. You could truly revolutionize the audition process by if you're next if you start posting for films, if this is your way of trying to like get people's attention, back patio, cocktail, maybe a monologue or whatever it is, something similar to just like you never know. What if like we're entering this new age of how it's going to get done? Maybe that is the way where people are going to start posting. I'm like I'm all for it. I'm like whatever is like it is so funny. It's like, into, I like do love to watch people audition because nobody does it the same way. Yeah. It's like, I really am always like, oh, I love like, it's still a way that you can see people just be, have such a different take on something. 
Did you have to sing in the audition for Ursula? No. Ooh. Seemed crazy. I was like, guys, this is a low percentage choice for you. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, but it was. You so know, fun. Streep's available. <laughs> she's a solid I mean. baritone. But like, she's a, she's a, she's like a songbird. Um, <laughs> People don't know that. I, but the training for it, like I, because I'm not a singer, obviously. I had so much fun. Like, you know, three times a week I would go and I had this wonderful vocal coach in LA. And I was like, it was also horrifying because every once in a while he sees everyone. Yeah. I trained with Eric Vitro and I would go like three times a week. And he does like, he's the guy that like literally every single person goes to every current musician. And just every once in a while I'd be like somebody like a huge singer would be in there. And I'm like, well, what do you do? Like, if you have, what are you doing here? What are you going to get better? Like you, you're already like, you're, you're done. Like, you're already done. John legend. Oh my God. That's who it was. For real. That's who it was. Dude, yeah, I would say I to him, you're trying like, to become John icon. You already did it, buddy. <laughs> and then just leave. I was so confused. I was like, what are you doing here? But you know, it made sense. He's like, the, it's like an athlete. He's like the yeah. people that are at the top train for it all the time. And I was like, but what else is John Legend going to like? <laughs> wait, he's at the, he's up. Yeah, he's on yeah, the yeah. peak. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, I was just like, but I can't remember. It was, um, was it Danny Elfman? Wow. I was in there singing and I didn't know anyone else was in the house because sometimes people come in and wait, which I'm always like, oh, no, no, not not if I'm in like I I'm, I'm just beginning this process. Yeah. And I walked out and I had been like singing at the top of my lungs into a mic. And then I walk out and, and, and he's like, oh, do you know Danny Elfman? I'm like, no, but I'm pretty sure you could hear me in the living room. Huh? Like, yeah. Well, for sure. Nice to meet you. He was so nice. But I was just like. Like, you know, you don't, it's like, of you don't course. want my, you don't want to be like goofing around like in your driveway playing basketball and then realize Michael Jordan's been like watching you for an hour. <laughs> it's, like, it's just, yeah. you feel intrinsically yeah. uh, awkward, uh, but it was a blast. I loved it. And then when it, it stopped, we recorded with an orchestra in London. I have to oh say, I was so crushed. God. I was crushed. I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't go to singing class tomorrow. And they're like, no, you're done. I'm like, I was actually like heartbroken. Wow. You were loving it. Well, why don't, is it, you think it's something that you'll pick up again? Or are you just like, you know what? I Three think lessons. I will. Got it, Grammy. <laughs> Imagine if I was like, move out of John Legend. Uh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you can't sing as off key as I can. Uh, <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in below the waist grooming for dudes. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And today we have an exclusive offer for my ALN listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code about 20 at manscaped.com. So look, if you're a dude and you got balls, you're probably not taking care of them like you should be because most dudes don't. I know I haven't for a while. And then Manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. My balls honestly have never felt better. It's tough to not just touch them during the day. They gave me the lawnmower trimmer that features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce 
induced grooming accidents, because we've all had them. Had one in the eighth grade and two hours ago. Psych, I don't anymore, because I got the lawnmower trimmer from Manscaped. They also gave me these insane products like, oh, I don't know, the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Look, you put deodorant on your pits, why shouldn't you put it on your balls, which smell worse than your pits? One of my favorite items is the Crop Reviver. Thank God for this thing. It keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Balls always stick together. Dudes, you know it forever. They're spooning night and day, and it sucks. The Razor has an LED light on it for a more precise shave, and it's waterproof, so you can do it in the shower. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit also comes with a pair of high-performance boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day long and a travel shed bag to store all your grooming goodies. So go to manscaped.com right now and enter the promo code ABOUT20 to get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. I'll thank you. Your girlfriend, wife, partner, dude, dog, brother will thank you. Better balls means a better man. And now back to the episode. I think I will. I've actually talked to Ben about that. I was like, I think I might... I think I might continue with it just eat, like just as a hobby. Like I, I guarantee you, I'm not like I'm thinking I'll lay down an album, but well, maybe take it up a notch. Maybe maybe see John Legend's piano and raise him a harp because I don't know a lot of singers with harps. Hmm. Although the, I mean, also I say that not knowing at all how tough the harp is, but I feel like you know. I feel like every, by the way, every harpist is going to be like, what a couple of assholes. And they're like, it's nothing to play the harp. I got to do is move your hands around. Like you can see. Ooh, like, is this it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And like, I've done this at a harp once and I was like, that's not bad. And somebody was like, you just, you just hit strings. There was, there wasn't a note there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But as someone who's not, can't play an instrument. I was like, at least I could generate pleasant sounds from a yes. harp. So yes. Uh, do you play, do you really play anything? So I played the clarinet for three years in elementary school. Thanks for bringing it up. And my mom sent me to a music camp. I think this was like newly divorced, like needing a break. Also like, Hey, can you learn the saxophone? Because it's my favorite instrument and I'm just looking for pockets of joy. So I go to music, I go to music camp and Puddin, uh, Puddin sends me to music camp and, and it, the whole thing is supposed to be a fun camp, but the whole point is that you pick up another instrument. So you come back with hopefully a, a new passion and being a woodwind already. Sorry if uh, that's a clarinet sack, the reed. Lingo, lingo. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so being a, a woodwind, it was like the transition, they say, was supposed to already be kind of easy. They're like, it's already a lot of the same fingering. The reed's the same. You're like, can you say that? I'm 12. And uh, he's like, the fingering, wink, wink, is the same. You're like, dude. Oh. And then, uh, and then I come back and I barely, I, I, my mom had this boyfriend who gave me like a saxophone that I think he found on the side of the freeway, and he was like, you're welcome. And I was like, yeah. I was like, why is it still wet? And so, uh, and so I barely. I barely uh, figured that out and then just lost the zest for, for that. And then the guitar in college a little, but I mean, look, I wish I have buddies that are like brilliant on the piano. And I'm like, I took three piano lessons. One of the guy to teach me the Jurassic park theme. So I could play it in the lunchroom at, in the fifth grade and impress the girls. What girls? I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what I thought. I think no, no joke, Melissa. I thought I'd, <laughs> I'd be in the corner, be like, you know what? Janet's not looking at me, but she will. I know, like, uh, just delusional. I want, I want to 
shoot that video of you like you pretending to be in fifth grade. I love it. You're like this. This will seal the deal. What's the deal? Don't know yet. Oh Christ! Wait, uh, wait. No, uh, this is, is going to no. sound very like you know Katie Couric. But is there a Disney film? <laughs> How much do does the Little Mermaid? You know, did it get watched like you know in the McCarthy household? Is it on your like? It's one of the early new animation ones, right? Before they really went crazy. But I think like it's, it's a classic. It's like my, it's my favorite one, and I have a weird connection to it. First, thanks for thinking I could have watched it as a child. Uh, when I was in New York City and I was a nanny, it came out, so I was already like a full adult, sadly. Um, and the little girls, I worked for the Ross family, who they were just lovely. And their oldest, Harling and Lizzie too, they both, they loved it so much. And we could watch like a little part of a movie every night. And then, you know, then we went and read. And yeah. blah, blah. So for probably a year and a half, I bet I watched it four nights a week. Oh my God. So I literally know it better. I mean, I can like, I can do it backwards. It's like the one. And I strangely was never like, get me out of here. I was like, I don't know. It's just kind of work. Like it's just smooth and easy. Yeah. I was like I got no problem with it. So story rules, a- music's great. <clears throat> um, it's early there, right? You're not also drinking a Terramana margarita. What? Oh God. That, you're wonderful. Well, it's afternoon and ready for my beer o'clock, but okay, good. <laughs> I haven't had it yet. Um, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, you, have you gotten any shows? Like, are you, I got, uh, into the hands made tale finally with your girl, uh, E Moss. And, uh, that was, that was an investment emotionally. Hilarious. Oh, do you say yeah. hilarious? <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I kept, uh, yeah, it, it, she's, first of all, she is so good. And she's such a cool girl. Like she's such a cool, really funny. Yeah. Like when I worked with her, I was like, wait, wait, like she's truly funny. I'm like, if she was just like a comedy girl, I would like, it would make perfect sense in my head. And I was like, wait, wait. And she goes, I know everybody thinks I'm going to be so weird and dark. I'm like, well, the shit you do (laughs) is epically dark. What's amazing though, is that she like, she is super funny and yeah. she's just coolest, but she's someone that I'm like, I'd love just once for you to kind of, you don't even have to bomb a take, but I'd love to see a fumble or just be like, well, I don't know if I bought it hundred <laughs> percent. She just is dialed in just someone that's like, she comes so ready to go. She's still loose, but she just is. It's like money in the bank. It's 110%. Every time. And like, sometimes I was just like, God, like, you know, when someone's so good like that, you're just like, it's incredible. And her like percentage yeah, is never off. I'm like, I never, I never once saw her even be like, that's probably not the take they'll use. Like every take I'm like, I, Consistent. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. She's amazing. <clears throat> Wait, have you guys gotten any, uh, like uh, reality shows or game shows or, um, we, uh, during, during quarantine, we got into the floor is lava. Yes, Brad and I auditioned for that and almost got it, which I don't know if that you remember Brad, right? Chuck on check under yes. your chair. He could be there. No, Brad is uh so we yeah, we got pretty close and then they were like, We don't want comics, we just want to host. And we like, man, we were real pumped on it. We were like gonna make it real 
funny and be re- just pretty involved and and then uh and then no go but but it looks like a pretty uh, that was fun mistake their point it's first of all it's crazy and what we laugh like we were watching it and laughing so hard and i was like guys we don't do a lot of mean-spirited stuff i'm like i think we we're watching this in the wrong vein because it was i have such a nervous spastic laugh when people fall like it's really it's really <laughs> pronounced like it's bad oh i gotta send you some good videos then <laughs> but the, there were people that fell and you're like she hit the corner with her head. And then the fact that the out of the moment is like the camera cuts to someone. And when you look back, they've been sucked under. It's like <laughs> Vivi, we were watching it. Vivi's like, so the story they're telling is the, the mother just died. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess she's dead. She hit her head and the lava ate her. And then it, I'm like, people were wiping. I don't know how they insured that show. I have no idea how you can not. I was like, I know people got hurt on that. Those falls were so violent. And I was like, oh God, we're just watching this because we're laughing at, at pretty violent wipeouts. And it did like, because wipeout, there's enough like foam bouncy shit to where you're like, even though it still looks painful, but I mean, hitting the corner, it's probably. We were slowing it down. I mean, we were freeze framing things and like rewatching and their faces like the just and like just, just right under the water. And it's like, and she's dead. He's <laughs> dead. Gone. Her son is gone. By the way, that's a terrible story to have to tell. Like, you know, at Thanksgiving, being like, let's uh, again raise our glasses to Diane. Like, what happened again? Remember the child's game? The floor is lava. <laughs> well. It's not so childlike if you go to Netflix. It's kind of a death trap. I think we kept thinking it was a fake show. We're like, this can't be real. And then when we started watching it, we're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time Uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem, anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile, web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more, uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some uh, some some additional chats in uh, there's broad expertise in the network which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas financial aid is available for those who qualify it's secure it's convenient it's professional 
And above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. My kids are really into anime, so they're watching a bunch of that. We watched Very cool. It was a real mind bender. And I don't know how we didn't watch it because we're friends with Will. Everything he does is amazing, but Will Forte is the last man on earth. Somehow, oh. I think I think we didn't watch it because the kids were too little when it first came out. And blah, blah, blah. we watched every single one, like one one a day, if, if not two, through the pandemic and the beginning of it when it starts and is like in 2020 a virus hit and destroyed like every human on earth and we looked at each other and i was like holy shit will forte's he's a prophet will's a prophet oh my god he did sketches and traveling with him when i was like he's nostradamus like what's going on oh yeah watch the thing and like what a perfectly done so funny but a oh, real he's brilliant and, like, yeah everybody yeah get a little steam oh, virgin like, in there Oh my God, mercy. Every single person on it. I'm like, it was so good, but it was a wild show to be watching during like, we started it kind of at the top of the quarantine. Yeah. I didn't know a show like that though, with enough comedy. Like when I saw like that, I think outbreak and other virus movies were like all of a sudden peaking. And I was like, who's trying to double down on living through this? Like, no, that's why we were like, floor is lava, please. <laughs> hey, Airbud7, haven't seen you for a couple minutes. Time to check in with some positivity. Show me a dog that plays for the Niners. Um, uh, all right. All right, before, before we wrap this up, we have a couple games that uh, my buddy Gage is uh, locked in on the Zoom, and we're going to pull up. And um, can you see? Can you see the... Uh... Oh, yes. Oh, look at this. Very profesh. Look at uh, that. Look at your backdrop. Uh, before we get into this, um, uh, Melissa, uh, is there a song? I ask everybody this. Is there a song during this time that you feel like that would explain if you were, were to wake up and a song would play for like the soundtrack for your day? Is there a song that's been that during this uh, pandemic for you? God, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um. You can email me if you want to have like a really strong answer or just, you know, Sue Bird said WAP, WNBA uh, superstar Sue Bird, who, by the way, <clears throat> yeah, she said WAP. And, I, and then she started laughing. And then I go, I don't think you're joking. She goes, that's it. And I go, awesome. Uh, My God, I feel like I have to think. Of, I mean. Ben keeps we have like a running joke about jimmy buffett yes i found this like uh and then we just listened to it i got him a t-shirt that spells out it's literally like i like and then there's a picture of a cheeseburger and a cold like it's the lyrics in pictures great and it's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen i love it so much and then i played the song for him and i'm like is this a different person singing it like this is a famous song right yeah He's like, it's a huge hit for him. And I'm like, it is not um, respectfully. 
I was like, is he flat and off key? Like, <laughs> he's doing fine. He's doing fine. Yeah. I'm not going to ruin his career. But I was so perplexed when I heard it. I was like, I just thought it would be more pleasant to the ear because it's such a thousand percent. Kind of a, and you listened, you're like, oh, well, <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we're going with. That's what we're going to lay down, huh? Right. That's what gets you. That's what gets you uh, the ability to, I guess, buy Florida. You can have it. Buffett owns Florida. You can have it. I've been to that Chili's at West Palm Beach. Very subpar. Uh, (laughs) A real quick, uh, Sue Bird uh, told me to tell you. She said, "I think Megan and you met once, um, but uh, Megan Rapinoe. But they, they are." I don't want to say obsessed because I don't want to misquote Sue, but they, I'll just say adore because that sounds like they're not going to show up outside your house in Australia. But uh, I said, I said, Sue, uh, what do you, what do you want me to tell her something for you? She goes, yes. She goes, and I wrote it down. She said, I just love her. I think Megan met her once and we would just love to be in a group chat with her. Thank you. Make it happen. And then she said, and then she said, in all seriousness, no questions. Just tell her thank you for the bathroom scene and the heat, <clears throat> which we talked about. I mean, they're just like the amount of people, by the way, that still tell me that's like in their comedy rotation now is pretty dope. Um, and uh, and she goes, tell her thank you for the bathroom scene. And that no week goes by without us saying you're having a bad dream. You're covered in nuts. <laughs> I'm doing a bad uh, read of it, but, you know. <clears throat> oh my god about that. oh god did you guys did you improvise during that part at all or was that all katie dippled uh because i know there's a lot of improvising but there's so much impro- i mean it's like i think a good script always affords you as you know like when the script's really good it also means you can improvise because there's yes. already a flow yeah so i think it was improvised but like katie's probably like i wrote that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. woman. So I don't know because I never I I don't know. I always think like somebody else wrote and did all the hard work with the character. Like any any Yahoo can like throw a line in. So like, Sue I love when people like I basically wrote it and you're like, no, somebody else wrote it. They wrote <laughs> yeah, the yeah. whole script. You adding it like said the canary. Does that mean you just wrote a screenplay? <laughs> now we have to build a pet shop, Melissa. Uh yeah. Thing. No. Wait. So since Sue will see this and freak out and not believe it, can you get can you can you give me a for her? You're having a bad dream. You're covered in nuts. Bad dream. You're covered in nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sue. Oh, Sue. All right. First game, Gage. Pull it up. A couple questions from Melissa. We'll wrap this up. I love you for doing this. Thank you as always. It's so fun. I was so bummed I missed you here. I know. Well, hopefully I'll be back for um, season two. If, if people don't want to watch more of the rocks life, I'll, I won't understand uh, how life works. All right. So uh, look, you did 20 days of kindness through uh, tied with super intelligence, which by the way, was an enormously generous, amazing thing where you guys gave, I think it was for every uh, day, every day, right? For 20 days, you gave away a big chunk of change to a lot of special groups and organizations like Teach for America, uh, which I know very well. I have a lot of friends that did. Um, 
that was incredible. I don't, was that, did you have a hand in finding these groups? Yeah, it was, we were, you know, when we started, we were like the thought of, we love super intelligence and we love like how Steve wrote such a kind, funny, like it's a, you know, it's humanity wins. Human people are worth saving. It's like all of the themes that I'm like, we made it two years ago. I was like, it couldn't, it couldn't feel more relevant right now. And I so was anxious to put it out there, but something about just promoting it in the time, I was like, it just doesn't feel right. And we were like, 2020 is a dumpster fire, 20 days of kindness. I said, with every push, if we also like actually can do something to help people, I don't think I'll ever, uh, I'm currently working on the next one. I don't think I can ever kind of promote something without tying in a, a, a whole charitable push to it. It just seems like, why not? And even if you can't donate, maybe somebody needs that charity and didn't even know it was there or has a friend that needs, I was like, let's just all be less awful <laughs> in whatever capacity that means. So it was, uh, it was amazing. Like the people that helped us do it and the people that donated, it was, I think we, last time I checked, it was like 1.7 <clears> million. <throat> I just was completely overwhelmed. Wow. With how well, great people. <clears throat> it's another amazing example and take this compliment because not everybody does it. You use your fame for good all the time. And that's like, I know you genuinely would be doing this anyway if you didn't have a huge platform, stuff like that to, to find ways to give back. But it's so easy to not do it. And it's just like you have so much shit going on with family and work and just being a person. And like, it, it's just a very... Uh, I don't know. It's all, it's just extra cool, you know, that you're like filling up your gram with all that stuff. And you see the response, like people love you. And it's like, that stuff just goes such a long way. And, and people want to be, you know, you know it, 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 was also, it had a big, I know people are, it, it's, it was a, maybe it was a selfish thing, but I, I just, it's so easy. I talked a lot about this in the last year. I'm sure a lot of people have, but I kept saying that it's so, you know, having two kids and trying to describe the world, the last four years, the last year, the amount of hatred and fear and, and misguided uh, ways of thinking to two kids, I was like, the numbers are to the good. I was like, it's just, and I finally got down to this analogy that at least in my head, it made sense. I was like, if there's two people, if you're at an intersection and someone is standing there screaming, you know, the world's on fire, you're gonna die. The gays have gotta go, you brown people get it. It's, it's very easy to get a lot of looks and it's easy to scream that. It's easy to scream when you're screaming hate. It's really hard to be loud when you're like, if somebody's at the other corner and they're like, you're doing great today. You look, you know what? You did you, great work yesterday at your job. You, you know, have a good day. Like, it's just, you, it doesn't have the, my, it doesn't have the volume, yeah. but I, I have to believe in my heart that it's like, there's so many more good people. There's so much more kindness and good, good stuff in the world than that, but it just needed a microphone. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I can't fix things. I'm not a doctor. I can't fix what's going on with people, but I'm like, I, I can shove a microphone in the direction of some people that are actually on the ground doing great work. I'm like, and if I don't do that, like what, 
how, how lame am I? And I was like, that's it. I'm like, we just have to put a microphone under the right people to try to like even out the sc- the scales. Cause we're just, we're off balance terribly right now. Yeah. Well, again, it's an, an incredible undertaking and, uh, you're uh, you just never cease to amaze with all the uh, all the goodness and, and positivity. And um, uh, that being said, I uh, I I would love if uh, you you know I'm also looking for donations to the Adam Ray Workout Fund and that yoga ball behind you looks like something that I uh, how many and you get the push up mat too and the uh, is that are we in the gym? We do pull up. It's, it's a little, they call it a granny flat here. It's like a little apartment, I guess, if you have like, you know, one of your parents move in. Uh, and this is where we work out. So I still see my, we still see our trainer, Vivica Jensen from uh, LA. So we see her all the time on Zoom. That's, that's We're not dope. wizards. You can't conjure her. <laughs> not with that attitude. For clarity. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> all right, Gage, pull it up. <clears throat> all right. So. Just like uh, 20 Days of Kindness, uh, the flip side of that are uh, pet peeves, which, you know, as sweet and considerate and kind as you are, we, you're still a person. We all have things that grind our gears. Perturb us. Uh, is it perturb or perturb? Let's move on. I like how you say it because I've never heard another human say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, tequila. Which of the following is a pet peeve? worthy of being locked in a garage meaning if somebody does doesn't or does this thing and you go you know what you need a timeout. right uh not not saying thank you when someone holds the door for you snapping your fingers at the waiter which my 97 year old aunt shirley does a little too much um but she's 97 so she doesn't anything Anything goes. Yeah. And it's just, it's, there's still like a friendly, she's got 97 year old fingers. The fact they can snap and make noise and, and she's got like, you know, a li- it is impressive and she's somewhat affable. Uh, all right. So snap the fingers. Uh, okay. Sorry. Gage pulled out. He, th- he thought I was about to do a, a 20 minute Aunt Shirley story. Uh, not saying bless you after someone sneezes or D. <clears throat> Uh, farting in a small group next to a fire pit and then suddenly leaving to get more drinks for the group in the hopes that it will outlay the stench you left with your friends and they'll find it in their hearts to not give you a hard time because it's your birthday and Kahlua gives you IBS. Which one of these? Well, D feels medical, so I'm going to let that slide. And and whoever that is, which seems rather autobiographical about whoever wrote it. So get that checked out. Um... Because man, surely I can't say B. Yeah. Bless you. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been. I guess I would say A because that's just a straight up like dick move. Oh, thank you. I am a big in agreement of that. The sneeze. How greedy can you be? Do you need everybody to be like bless you and you know sneeze? I know. Like, just to be like, I demand that you hope. <laughs> whatever deity you believe in anoints me because I, because I have something in my sinuses. I just, I don't get, it's not like you burn in hell that day. If you're not anointed by like a stranger. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, that, uh, D not me. <laughs> Jesus. That really came out. I dug in. You want to know my most unforgivable thing? Yes. That I, that's over. Yes. To the point where Ben's like, I need you to let this go. 
I need you to let it go. It's been years. I don't understand because I'm always saying I'm going to follow someone. I'm going to follow someone and find out what kind of human they are. And he's like, you're not following people. That's weird. You're going to get yourself in trouble. I say I live in a little neighborhood in LA. So it's like a lot of stop signs and whatever. And uh, I would say out of 10 stops at intersections, eight times per 10. So the, the ratios, it's 80% if, if it's anything. Every time someone's already stopped, I'm rolling up to the stop sign about to stop. It's usually a man, I'm going to tell you, sorry. Oh. That before I ever get stopped, they're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, go, 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 go. And I'm like, why, what, what is, why, why, why can you, I'm not going to roll a stop sign, dude, because you want to control the moment. Like, I'm sorry, your life's in shambles, but if this is it, every, I would say eight out of 10 times for sure at any stop sign, like four way stop, there's always somebody that's like control, not like, Oh, go ahead. I'm like looking something up on my phone Yeah, as not even stopped yet. Go, go. And then they're pissed. They get so mad when I'm like, I, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And when it's my turn, I'll go. <laughs> and then by the time it's like, I get flipped off. People are like, Oh, for God's sake. And I'm like, Wait, you're screaming at me because I stopped at a stop sign. Like, but it happens so much. And I'm constantly saying, I'm like, one of these days I'm going to follow that guy <laughs> to the popcornopolis. Where do they work? And just be like, Hey, how's it going? Because you seem really tightly wound and you screamed at me at a stop sign because I stopped at it. Yeah. You tried to hurry me along. Why? What do you know about this intersection that you don't want anyone else at? What super doesn't make sense is if I'm still pulling up and they're already stopped, he can just go. <laughs> it's, oh, not like, it's not like that's the real, that's the thing that breaks my brain because it's not like, Oh Christ, I can't go until she goes. I'm like, no, there's no one number one spot. The last one up goes last. So instead of just going, he would rather stay and scream at me because I didn't jump the line. I'm like, I, I just can't get, I can't get my head around it. It makes me insane. Well, I Sorry. will say, I will, no, I will say this. I will bail you out of jail. I will come throw a ladder out the window, whatever it is necessary to get you uh, out of harm's way. Once you do, because I mean, don't it, it's, it's honestly, I don't know if it's a great premise for a movie, by the way, I'm being every person you don't want to hear after a margarita. You know, that's a premise. That's something's there. You start off, the guy doesn't stop. You follow him. Where do you go? Probably like a, su a super pirate island. And then we oh, yeah, yeah. just keep, and then it's just a bottle of tequila. You're drinking right out of it. But there is something for me. That's it's, all it, the pitch I need. Like, it, I want to see that movie. It does pique my interest because like I do want any sort of like, I don't know. Like, also, whoever's following, it can't be somebody at your level, though, right? It's got to be somebody who's just like, maybe just coming off a maybe a ten-hour day managing Ralphs, and they're like, they got that's to go home to the. Yeah, I, that's what I feel like with Ben. I'm like, but maybe I'd understand it better if I knew more about their life. And Ben's yes. like, stop talking about following people. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> one more podcast. Let me talk about it on one more podcast. <laughs>
All right, Gage, next one. We just got two more of these, and we'll, we'll get out of here. <clears throat> Uh, Melissa, uh, your movies have grossed over, uh, I think Wikipedia has it as $150 trillion. Um, they've what? made, they've made, <laughs> you're going to call my bluff. It's a lot of money. So I thought we'd, uh, see how, if you know exact numbers and take some of your films and put them up against some other, uh, films. Here we go. Which of these has grossed the most money? Uh, Melissa identity thief. Air Bud spikes back. And I hope it's that. By the way, I'll be watching that later today. Is that a real movie? <laughs> they made like wow. 17 of them. He's done every sport except for competitive Uno. Uh, what is, uh, what's after Spy? Spy, of course, huge. Cocoon. Oh, just watch that. Showgirls. Oh. <laughs> or The Boss. Which of these do you think has just raked in the dough? You know, you've got to say Showgirls is a pretty great poster. It always pretty, takes a minute to be like, what am I looking at? Is it, I know. First, it, was like, is it an elongated chicken leg? But then I'm like, no, it's a beautiful leg. I don't <laughs> yeah. mean negatively, but it takes me a minute. And then I'm like, yeah. oh. It's one of those like ones you got to cross your eyes to see the real picture. But then you realize you didn't have to cross your eyes in the first place. And it's all right there for you. I wanted um, to be that so much. About, I'm going to save. You think Cocoon uh, made a splash at the at the BO? I think so. I think they're probably. I mean, I love it so much. I'm going to say Cocoon. Oh, but see, see, you're you're taking your own uh, films out of the running, huh? Well, I know what I would say, and I think it's right. Um, I'm going to go with Identity Thief. Gage. Pretty well, but Spy. Look at that. That's crazy. And we, we, what kind of show is this? You just leave it open ended with Airbud? Oh. Gage texted me earlier and said, I couldn't find the actual numbers for Airbud Spikes Back. So, hey, guess what? Part two coming in 2021. I wish we would have done a spy too. I've pitched that so hard. Did you really? And like Bobby was like, I would have done a spy too in a heartbeat. I was like, yeah. This is the one I was like, I would go, I would love, I would love to go back to that character. It's so good. And you got to get Statham back. And I mean, yeah. Well, I picked Paul. I was like, Statham and I could have a baby. And the joy of my life would be like, I'm still working and Statham's at home. And he's like 40 pounds heavier. And he's taking care of the baby because he's on leave, because he like hurt his back or something. And I'm like, just Statham with a gut. <laughs> play, like, so, I was like- I, As I a just, house dad. I was oh like- Oh my yes. God. But- All right, well, you know, TBD, we'll see. <laughs> just putting it out there. Like, it is. <laughs> hey, this is get my, on the- Audition tape will be uh, coming to you soon. Can you get Statham to do an IG live and just have him just- you know, with does I don't know if he's got a kid, even a, a doll, just so he can. Yeah, he okay. Yeah, maybe you can just. I'll, I'll send him a prosthetic belly. I'll be like, it's gold. <laughs> just put it on your thin T-shirt. It's. He's like McCarthy. You keep sending me prosthetic bellies. <laughs> he's the greatest. He's the greatest voice ever. Like his oh. voice is magical. Left a Paul Feig holiday party, and he's on the way out, and I just go. 
I go, Jason, man, I go, didn't get a chance to meet you. I go, dude, spy. I think it just come out. I was like, dude, you're so funny. He's like, it was good. Right. And I was like, I mean, it was awesome. I said, I mean, yeah. The, did you see it? He's like, it was funny. Right. I go, dude, I loved it. He's like, it was great. Right. And I go, dude, I don't know how many times I can tell you this was a fucking smash of a film. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then I was like, "Are you staying, man? The party's still going." He's like, "Yeah, I gotta get, go home." He's like, "You look like you're gonna sleep here." I was like, "I just might." And then Paul was like, oh, "No, but everyone's leaving tonight." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> Fucking Statham tried to set me up at Feig's uh, on his on his pullout bed. I've met I've met his dad, and he his dad looks. I mean, they're like it looks like an app where you just age Jason a little. That's He's amazing. So funny. His dad's like a real character, but they look. They look so much alike. Like when I met his dad, I was like, and Jason's like, oh, this is my dad. I'm like, e yeah. He's like, <laughs> like, I always love when my family people are like, oh, by the way, this is my, because I don't know if they see it, but I was like, geez, are you kidding? I was like, I feel like I have to feel if it's like a like a prosthetic mask. They look so similar. Oh, I mean, and then I mean, for sure, then he has to pop up in Spy 2 somehow as like helping Jason out with the kids. Or so, I mean, just. <laughs> It looks like now. All right, Gage, pull up the next one real quick. Here we go. All right, Melissa. So, um, look, I've also in talking about sequels, Spy Two. I know there was a potential heat to it at uh, at one time that was getting discussed. If you were to do another cop movie, which of these plots sounds the most intriguing? Uh, first, a family of meth heads takes over a cheesecake factory and holds the head. Uh, that was supposed to say chef hostage in exchange for 60k. 60k. <laughs> B. Two Armenian dwarves go undercover as gay babies to overthrow an Italian government. Possible. <laughs> C. <laughs> Says no exec ever. Mike Lindell makes a new pillow that gives you herpes. He must be stopped, but the pillow is so comfy. D, Cher is going on tour, but someone stole her voice Little Mermaid style. Two cops must stop at nothing to get her voice back and save the tour. Uh, do I get to ride on a bus with Cher? Oh, there's another one. Okay. Or I'll E, a 7-Eleven employee finds a bag of cash that belongs to the mob. He gets high and spends it all on snacks. When the, mobs, <laughs> when the mobsters return for the bag, they find... <laughs> all right, I think I put mobsters. <laughs> I think there's... <laughs> All right. I, that might have been a typo. I think there's mob, there's mo mob monsters. <laughs> so that when the monsters return for the kid, they find it filled with rappers. The mob kidnaps the kid and holds him for ransom. Who will save the kid? Can you tell I've pitched movies before? <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. The, the change from monsters to monsters out of nowhere is, by the way, that's the one I'd buy. <laughs> Where'd the monster come from? It doesn't matter. Just it's just here. Did you not I, read the synopsis? It says the mob monsters. It's called it's MM, Mom Monster. Uh, I would say D. Although I would love to have the B story if I could be greedy BC. Oh, that that is correct, actually. If we're playing at home, that is correct. Uh awesome. Yeah, that going on, I mean, just being on a bus with Cher, I mean, just you know. I mean, what yes. else is there? Yeah, you say yes to that. I think most studios say yes to that. All right, and our last one, Melissa, our last one here, and then and then we're done. Um, our last one here, Gage, is uh, of course 
you got a lot of you got a lot of famous uh, friends. You got some uh, non-famous friends. You got famous friends. You got a lot of people in your life. So if you went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, okay, and the question was about Chef Boyardee, which I don't know okay. how much you know just going in about him. I, to me, I consider him one of the greatest Italian <laughs> contributors to the Italian cuisine that we have. I would like to do, you know, if I can, you know, somehow raise the money in 2021, some sort of like indie biopic about him because his story is untold. And also I've spent some stony baloney hours researching, not a lot of info. So creative jurisdiction is available. Uh, okay. If the question was about Boyardee, which of these uh, friends would you, uh, at, would you want to be your phone a friend lifeline? And which of them would you call? Whoopi Goldberg. Sure. Whoopi knows a lot. Taylor Swift, very tapped in. Sure. Paul Feig, I feel like sure. might not eat the noodles uh, out of the can, but Christina Aguilera uh, could have a nice taste for Boyardee or uh, or that guy who looks like he that just... Guy. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, one, all great options. Super great options. Uh, I would go with uh, that guy... <laughs> A guy on the far right, because he seems like he knows his way around a can of food. <laughs> a low, a low, a low, a, a fairly priced can of food, maybe uh, after a few drinks. Oh, you're not wrong. There's a story I'm going to send you that I had animated a stand up bit. It actually uh, oh was when uh, uh, your sis, uh, Margie, um, uh, came out to see me in Denver and I taped it at that show and had my buddy animate it. It's a story where I was with Adam Devine and we were at a Kings of Leon concert in the same city as our stand-up show. I got drunk by 9 p.m. on their booze. I was just too, you know, when you just, you're just, you're feeling good. You're riding the high. I ended up, uh, we went to the after party. I made a few weird comments and then I, uh, that I thought were funny. The drummers didn't laugh. They gave me a pity laugh. I was like, read the room, go back to the hotel. I ended up like taking cans of beefaroni from the hotel snack lounge, uh, making a mess in the, uh, room. The hotel called the next morning. They were like, we, the maids came in and found blood all over your bed. Like what's going on. I was like, no, it's beefaroni sheets. They're like, the fuck does that mean? And First so, all, what hotel are you staying at? That the 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 amenities involve Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I think you need to ask yourself, what places are you staying at where they don't have it? Why don't I get Chef Boyardee? That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> no, it was it's yeah. It's gonna change. Shit is gonna change where I'm. Being, uh, my accommodations will be rectified. Hello, Hollywood. My writer now includes beefaroni. <laughs> uh, uh, for a while, just on writer. I'm sorry. I'm so chatty. Uh, I haven't got to really talk to you in so long. I love this. Uh, there was like a good year where everywhere I went, I've never put together a writer in my life. Mm. Like I don't have request. I'm like, I don't know. Can I get a water or like a... <laughs> I had Coke. If I do, I have to really like write it down. Yeah. Everywhere we went, a million kind bars, like cases of kind bars, Kate, like always like three bottles of Johnny Walker blue, which Ooh. by the way, I don't even drink. I used to drink, but I didn't. This would be like a seven o'clock half hour interview in a different country. And like, and, uh, and Cheetos. 
Which, by the way, I was not mad at the Cheetos, but I was like, this isn't the liquor I drink. It's also 7 a.m. And I <laughs> demanded, like, you better have Cheetos and, and booze. And I don't, kind bars are great. I'm not a granola. They're too sweet for me. So I was always like, what, is this a joke? Is this a joke? And I remember we were in Germany once. And I was like, oh, God, you know, it's like 630. And there's, there's a whole display of these items out. And I was like, I can't figure out where this is coming from. My agent said they had no idea. My publicist was like, we have no idea. We've never asked for this. And the woman came in. I was like, wow, quite quite a spread. And she goes, I know it was, it's taken us weeks to get it. None of these things are, are it was so difficult. And then I was like, um, oh, well, it's, it's so appreciated. It's a wonder. So then I had to take them all and like stuff them into a bag because it had, they'd done so much work to get there. And she looked shattered. She was like, weeks because none of these products happened to be in Germany. And I didn't have the heart to be like, I don't, I mean, listen, I love a Cheeto, but I've never requested one. Oh, it's 7 a.m. So, <laughs> it's 7 a.m. And they're like, yeah, you'll be done, done by 7.35. I'm like, what am I going <laughs> to? You're like bottle of scotch to wash down those cheesy fingers. <laughs> by the way. You're a, you're a saint for putting it in the bag. I swear to God, I thought this story was going to be like, so I popped the top, I chugged the bottle. They, you know, like I felt bad. She worked so hard. I'm not smuggling food out of Germany. I was like, oh Christ, I don't know what's going on. Oh my God. Yeah. That it is funny when you, uh, when you hear about the really extensive writers, when you're like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, unless there's, you know, like an athlete being superstitious with certain things before the game, but it's like, mind if someone has one i'm like yeah if you're like look i like i like this iced tea not this one i can't go out and working i get what a writer is i've just never done one and so i just love that i was like who who picked what my writer was and was is it, i just kept waiting to find out was it a joke and had someone done like the best bit ever because it <laughs> followed me for like probably two years you next and time you Next time you go to do that interview in Germany, you'd be like, I need a fruit by the foot, a tank top with my face on it, and a six pack of four locos. <laughs> that, that I would love. I should get weirder and be like, I must have a pizza in the shape of my my head. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to make a writer. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this, <clears throat> this has been tremendous. I love you so much for That's making time. And um, hopefully, uh, I don't. I, you guys are down there for a little. Mike is on his way down there, or is he already down there? Uh, no, he's not down here. Uh, Steve Mallory leaves tomorrow. Oh he wow! And his family are coming here because he uh, he plays frisbee. That's his name on the show. Oh, amazing! Just, mostly, what I say is frisbee. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, got it, got it. Shutting up. He has he a pop. He's popped up in a few of the films, right? Yeah. Oh, most he's, of them. He, most of them, really. He's in, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Maya eviscerating him and the boss. Yes. One of the. That's, yes. There's a nine minute version of that scene that to this day is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. She goes for nine minutes just eviscerating Steve. And it's so fun. I just remember all the like crew people. I'm like, cause it was going on so long and we were just trying, we were just trying not to laugh and ruin it. 
and you just saw weird people weirdly going down. And when the take was done, I was like, what's happening? It was like everybody suddenly got ill. And it was just like crew, people from the crew in a restaurant (laughs) under the table holding their heads down because everybody was laughing so hard that people literally had to like go down to the floor and just try to stay quiet. And I was like, I have never, the power of Maya Rudolph. I was like, I've never seen that in my entire life. Like it was, (laughs) and that, and he just keeps thanking her. Like as she's ripping him, he's like, you make a good point. You're not the first person. (laughs) It's like a perfect, it's a, literally it should be like studied. You're, you seem like you're always really good with that too, of not uh, cracking in the moment for, um, when they're going, but is there a, is there a thing that will get you if the run is just so long? Is there a point where you're like, I can't, I'm now outside of myself. It depends on if I really know, like Ben, I know, (laughs) I know when he's about to laugh, that gets me more than if he actually laughs. It's watching him try to not do it. That gets me, (laughs) that gets me pretty bad with that. And also, because now I've probably worked with him so much. Uh, I'm, I, I break pretty bad with Bobby Cannavale because oh, I man. also, I can see, I can see it in his eye when he's, cause we just finished our, I think our fourth thing. So we've done four things together and I can like, it's hard. And when we get laughing, we're such idiots together that it's really hard for me to like <laughs> get back on track. Cause I see, even if he looks okay to other people, I'm like, I know you're still about to laugh and now it's making me laugh and I can't, I can't get up and over it. Yeah. Your guys is again, just to piggyback on super intelligence being so good. Your guys chemistry was just like, I mean, I don't know if it started. Did you know him before spy? Cause that's where, I don't know if you guys had jammed together. Okay. Yeah, no, that we, we met on spy and then did super intelligence. And then we shot last year, we shot thunder force where Octavia Spencer and I are superheroes and he's the king, he's the villain. And so it literally is like, in Spy, we fought each other. Super Intelligence, we're in love. Thunder Force, we fight each other. Like I I hit him with a beam and send him out of a building. <laughs> and then in Nine Perfect Strangers, we fought like we're in love again. So it's like, I said, so the next time, like we just were in love, next time we work together, I get to beat you up again. Oh my God. Wait, you're a superhero with Octavia Spencer. That's fucking dear diary. It was, uh, oh my God. Yeah. That comes out. Is it coming out in April? I should really know this. It's coming out this year. I'm so excited about it. I love it. I love it. Uh, well that's, uh, yeah, that is a, I mean, to be a superhero on screen for, I mean, that's the kids gotta be freaking out about that one. I'm sure. Right. That's it. It was so fun. And just like, I mean, there's nobody better than Octavia. Yeah. Like, it's. Um, all right. Best. Well, be safe down there. Thanks for making right. time. Give Ben a, give Ben a 2020, uh, a 2021 hug for me. I don't know what that looks like. I guess. No, no, a, no, I'll a, real handsy. I'll take <laughs> it from you. Say, Hey, this is uh, in hopes that you get the vaccine sooner that's than later. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.